0: Welcome back to the soccer universe. I'm here with Fran and Yashish. How's it going? It's been a little bit of time to sound.
1: Yeah, it's been a while, but uh we're banging we have no way, we're back and we'll be back with a bang. That's, yeah. that's what I wanted to say. I'm We are a little up. bit of a hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh we
2: earned it, right? Right? We were banging out a lot of podcasts, we're doing a lot of a lot of soccer watching. I feel like with the summer here, well, the summer in the US, the winter for us. <laughs> I feel like we've earned this this little rest. But we're back now.
0: You know, and in that time, there's been a ridiculous amount of news, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we can go from international football to transfer news to, well, everything. It's It's been, um, I think there's also, like, some more uh, serious topics that we can talk about with uh, regards to LGBTQ and how, uh, like, how you're, like, how UFA has been handling that situation in the Euros as well, and there's and then there are all the delights of um, the Wales somehow actually managing to perform after having a terrible, terrible last few like months in international football. The Turkey uh, dark horses, um, well, <laughs> the, yeah, the sad. Uh, it was one of the worst dark horse performances I've ever seen. Um, and the would be ever
2: dark horses.
1: What? Because like, everybody raves
2: about Turkish football, but mostly because people don't watch Turkish football. Because it's yeah. been a mess for, like, five years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: Turkish yeah. football is very, it's very highly followed and very, like, they have very vocal and active fan base. Mm-hmm. But I think people that don't watch Turkish football have zero idea what's going on there.
2: Yeah. Because, like, the only recognizable player right now is Shalanobu, uh, right? Yeah. Which from just Milan. Switched from uh, Milan to Inter. Yeah. And Shalom Noglu isn't a very special player. Like, let's be honest. He's all right. Yeah.
3: He'd
1: be a role player yeah. at a good club. So Chu yeah. is good, but Soyun Chu had a very uh, subpar Euros, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Turkey were just hyped. Like, just overestimated what they would, uh, how they would perform. I would say Hungary, though. Were the real dark horses. I felt so bad. Oh, they, they genuinely, like, who would have expected? Like, they were expected to be the team that all the above three teams are going to just pick off, right? Just take them out one by one, get three points, a lot increase their goal difference. But they did not make it easy by any means. Like, it was a brilliant performance by Hungary, I must say. Um, what do you think? But it's also hard to root for them, though.
2: Because, like, yeah. on one side, you're like, wow, you're battling Portugal, France, and Germany. And on the other, they're passing laws that don't allow you to talk about gays in schools. And you're like, can I even root for you guys as underdogs? What the fuck is going on?
0: Yeah, do I really want to see your national team win right now? Yeah. You know, Wait, what you... So game... I want to say, by the way. Yeah. Sheesh, you mentioned the uh, Wales national team. I don't know if you've ever seen the way they line up for like the pregame photos. <laughs> yeah, seen it, right.
3: <laughs>
1: oh my They're god! Absolutely
0: horrendous. They have one player just like at the top, right? They'll have like five guys at the bottom. I wish I could pull like a, a quick picture. I don't know. If they, do you think they do that intentionally?
1: Oh, big must, right? Yeah. Like, come on. They, they have to. They have to. There's no way it's actually. Like, legit they just don't realize like it makes no sense wait team photos let me google something you can share it <laughs> yeah Oh, okay we got it we got it uh let's just share my screen and we can oh wait i need to Ah, oh, hit my okay wait let's go but yeah i think um there have been some like really surprised performances this but whales, wait there you go I mean, look at that. How? Why? Where is? Why is Bale? Where is Bale? Why is he there? It makes no sense. <laughs> why is Bale over it's really there? Close. Then what please, is this? What is this? Zero
0: thought into this.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this might be a good. Okay, no, it's not. Why does Ramsey have to spoil it? People <laughs> with OCD would just. Oh my god, they would get. They really get annoyed. It bothers me so much. <laughs> oh my god, but yeah, the Bales, um Iconic, I think iconic is the right word. But what happens to Adam Ramsey? Adam Ramsey. Every time he's in a Wales, like, um, what you, jersey? Like, he he just doesn't have like. The problem is he doesn't
0: have players who are in like the first team at like some of the biggest clubs in the world, right? Now you're just playing with the Welsh national team. There's a big dagger in talent. So I think like when he's the like he has so much responsibility. I don't think it's like. I don't mean, I don't
1: think you do that much at that point. Yeah, I I I think I think that makes sense. It's like um you know, have you seen uh, the movie um A Beautiful Mind with about it's about yes. James uh James Nash John, John Nash, John Nash, John John Nash. Nash. Uh, the dude yeah. who uh, uh kind of brought uh game theory into economics and made a big deal out of it. Uh I mean, rightfully. But uh so there was this one scene in which he went like when there are like four girls at a party, there's always that one girl who thinks she's the prettiest and is like the alpha woman of the group. Right. So he goes like, you should never go and hit on that one prettiest woman, you know, because the thing is, she's going to reject you. That, that's how it works. That's how the life, that's how life works. You know, that prettiest woman is going to get hit on by a lot of guys and she's not going to accept you. So you whereas the, after that, what happens when you like, don't hit on that one woman, you go ahead and you ask the not so pretty women that oh you know what? Would do you want to go? Do you want to dance with me? Now those girls are like kind of ego hurt, right? Like, why I'm like what second option. Uh, actually, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but this sounds very good. So I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, I was getting the loss there. <laughs> no, but go for it. We need to finish yeah. It. So James John Nash says that the best way to you like the the most like the Game theory, the John Nash equilibrium, that's the word, yes. Why am I forgetting my game theory? Oh my God. Um, so, Nash equilibrium is basically instead of um, going to the prettiest woman, you directly go and hit on the not so pretty women, right? Because they are never hit on. Whenever you're there around the pretty women, they're never hit on. So, you just go to that. Now, Ramsey in this case is the pretty woman. You get it? because, Because the other women around him are not so pretty, he stands out more. Everyone wants to praise him. Everyone wants to go to him. I made it. I actually made sense out of that. I'm a nice. <laughs> Yo, We can okay, make this a segment. You know?
2: Every week you bring in a movie, a metaphor <laughs> out of a movie, and apply it to soccer. You, need you know what? Amazing. I'm going
1: to try that. I'm going to try that every time. But uh, let's
0: hope it works. <laughs> that was really long, kind of grueling,
1: but I, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, so Aaron Ramsey is basically that. He is just a, a kind of pretty woman around well, not so pretty woman. I'm I feel like I am being so objectifying and Wait, so... yes, also
2: the disrespect towards the best player in Wales history, then <laughs> the boy Wonder James oh, oh
1: yeah, of is course. absurd. Because if anybody's the pretty woman, it's Dan, <laughs> Dan <and James. laughs> yeah, I mean oh my god but yeah Daniel Trim's, Um, you know I've said it earlier I think he's a fine <laughs> player he, he is he's okay it's not a it's not a, like I, I mean I, I don't hear that's him that's not that's
0: not false but he's just not like that's know, he all he is mean, he's
1: just gonna be like oh he'll play like 15 games off the bench for United that, that's his level like but it's fine some people are suppose that's the ceiling like you can't hurt that you're still gonna go down as a United player and hopefully there's a team Starting eleven ahead of you—that's good enough to win trophy. So you get some medals. I mean, that—that's the life that Daniel James is going to have. It's just—that's Yeah, that's the
0: yeah, life. It's
1: true. That, thats easy though. That's fine. Just yeah, but Oli solska is adamant on making him into the next Cristiano Ronaldo, which is just annoying. <laughs> you know, I—I I, so one of the um, reporters that I follow, he tweeted out that Oli Solska does not want the transfer of Jaden Sancho. Right. Hey, And I'm like, fair enough, right? Like, I can understand why. Maybe you want to invest that funds into like a CDM, into a center back. And maybe when you're doing that, right. So I'm like, okay, so that might be the reason. So the sentence continues because he thinks it will affect the, uh, it will hinder the growth of, and I'm like, fair, okay, Mason Greenwood, he might say. The growth of (laughs) (laughs) that. There's no way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If I can find
1: the tweet, I'll I'll, I'll, show it to y'all, but... I was just no. like,
0: that's some form of satire. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: I mean, go ahead. ahead. It's just I was just like, oh my god. But yeah, we can get to the transfer news later. Let's just uh, round up the euros. Who who have which teams have like uh, caught your eye the most? Like which has which teams have been the ones that you go like, oh wow, this this team I didn't expect this. I expected
2: Italy to be doing well. I feel like they're doing better than um, a little better than what I thought they would. However, they haven't faced a very strong opposition yet. Yeah. And I'm really worried that, like, on the first game into the knockout stage, that they face a stronger team, they might just collapse. You know. But I have been. No, I absolutely agree. They played Wales. I think I'm checking now.
3: I so far Italy's yeah.
0: had Wales, uh, Switzerland. Yeah, not very strong <laughs> competition so far. Yeah. I
1: agree with you. I agree with you. I feel like um, Italy did perform well. Like we, I don't want to take it away from them, but suddenly, like you know how football fans have like this way of like just following the like the flow. Suddenly Italy's now suddenly become the favorites ahead of France. Like I've been yeah. seeing it on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere. Everyone go like, oh, Italy, they're too good. They're-. There was this poll I saw on YouTube, one of the football channels I follow. It was like, who, who are your favorites right now? I saw it today itself. And uh, I said France. Like I'm I still think France are the favorites. Uh but yeah. France had 30% of the votes. Well, and there were like other teams as well. But France had 30% of the votes where Italy had 54%. And I was just like, come on, like. Fair, right? They, they'll still, they have the potential to reach the semis. Maybe even the finals, you, you never know. But I don't think they are the favorites. They haven't done enough to justify the tag of favorites, right? But they certainly have, like, performed really well. Like, we cannot take that away from them. But now suddenly I have I have a feeling people are going to start over expecting, you know? I agree.
0: Look, football fans are very, very fickle. And also... Yeah, France has had an insanely hard group stage to deal with. I think you have Portugal, Germany, and Hungary versus Switzerland, Wales, and Turkey. I think it's just one team is going to shine a lot more early on. But yeah, I think France is a better shot. Also, considering that they've actually had some real competition early now, so they like they aren't going in
1: unprepared. And based on like some of the performances by Germany, I okay, not some, just the one game against Portugal. If Germany can replicate that performance that they showed in Portugal against Portugal and not play the way they did against Hungary, especially in that first half, Germany could very well be that like team. They could genuinely destroy Italy if they want. Because that game they were brilliant. They were yeah, yeah. oh my god, they were so good. And even that like Cristiano goal, the first one, like they got caught like on a counter attack, and like I feel like they can do better right like it's yeah. scary to think that even though that performance was so good in the attacking sense if they improve their defensive like uh, abilities in like countering countering counter attacks uh, mm-hmm. then they could very well be that team that ends up lifting the trophy and it was a huge scare when they uh, were on the verge of getting knocked out so it, it's yeah. uh, this, it's very interesting that group
2: no and here's the thing right they only actually need to do it to figure it out for one game before the final. Because if they beat England, right, because they drew England in the knockouts, the road on that side of the draw is so easy. It's so easy. Whoever was, yeah. wins that game has to play either Sweden or Ukraine. That's easy. And then yeah. on the bottom side, you're either playing the Netherlands, Czech Republic, Wales, or Denmark. Like, whoever wins this match... We'll make it to the final Final.
1: on that side. I agree. Uh, But the Netherlands could very well pose a threat. But again, that's a very, like, I feel like not even, I feel like if Germany wins this, they're reaching the finals. I I agree with you completely. I think they're beating all the teams. Whereas I don't think England can actually beat all the teams over there, if I'm being very honest. Like, I think um, if Germany wins this, they go through the finals. Right? I think there's no doubt about that. But if England wins this, then anyone could go through the finals. Because England is just (laughs) that kind of team. Like, like, they could very well lose to anyone out there. It's just that kind of team. Right? Yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking. I was going to ask who you think is most likely to pull off an upset and against who. And my first pick for that would probably be England.
1: Yeah, but I think the upset, like, I think that could be an upset. That could very well be an upset in the round of 16 itself. Um, Against who against who? It just, I, I don't want to call it, right? Because I think I'm going to be very wrong. But I feel like the most likely one... Hmm. it's probably Czech Republic versus Netherlands like like see, I, was that too. I I think that's probably the most likely one out of all of them
2: or maybe about, Croatia Spain I could see that one happening too
0: oh yeah definitely
1: ooh about Spain though we need to Spain talk Spain
0: has been very shaky to start yeah they've been very shaky in my
1: opinion I, I, Spain right I feel so bad for Alvaro Morata I think I, I I think he's see here's the thing, right? We know that he has some talent, like not some, he's he's a talented footballer, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like just like Timo Warner, he has no confidence like in front of goal left anymore. If that makes sense. He he's not trusting his own runs. He's not he like he see, he'll go to make a run, but then he'll stop midway and the pass, then like he misses that chance. Then when he's in front of goal, the penalty, we all saw that he missed so many other chances. He He's overthinking everything. He is he's doing too much and I think that's simply because of pre- like pressure gets to you. Come on, like they're all humans, right? Not everyone is Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. So I think uh like it's it's getting to him and I think maybe dropping him for a game against Croatia, playing Gerard mm-hmm. Moreno as a main striker probably the answer for that. I think he needs a rest. But you never know. Some people need to go beyond the field to you know change their fortunes. Whereas I don't know. But Spain, uh, when it comes to everything up till shooting, they are brilliant. Like everything up till shooting, they are other than like the last game. Slovakia were terrible. Like let's let's get that thing. Slovakia were terrible. Like sure they got like Spain scored five goals. But I think if they didn't score five goals, I would have been like what what happened this game, right? So. Uh, Do you think the Spain team... Okay, basically, what's your review about this Spain team?
0: My thing is they have Croatia, which I think is very beautiful. But from there, you either run into possibly Switzerland, but very likely France. And so I think the Spain team is good, but not good enough to get past France. I don't think they're a very decisive team. I think it's also a very new group of players, so it's tough to see them going deep this early.
2: I actually would want, I agree with you that Morata should be dropped, but I'd like actually prefer if uh, Enrique plays with a false nine and they just go all out midfielders. Because I feel like Spain hasn't had a top, top striker since, what, Villa maybe, right? And even Villa was a very intelligent striker. So like, instead of forcing it to try and accommodate someone like Morata, just do what you're best at, you know? Because the game on the offense seems so stalled. Everything takes a while to to work. And I feel like that's because Morata just doesn't fit in with these guys. Because the confidence thing is really true. And at Juve, he plays with a lot of confidence, right? He'll make the runs, he'll take the shots that he's not supposed to, but he has the confidence. I feel like it's just this team that doesn't gel very well with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Wasn't the, like, the t- 2008 or 2010? 2010. 2010 uh, Spanish team that won the finals. They had, like, after the defense, the remaining, what, like, six players were only midfielders. Yeah, That, that was the team that, yeah. uh, they put up in the finals. Like, when you're, they played to their strengths and I think, like, you could see Sarabia who's a midfielder, like, I mean, he can play wing as well, but he midfielder. He performed brilliantly even in front of goal. You can't like deny the ability that some of the other like Pedri and all have. So I think yeah, that might just be with the way to go. But then again, Luis Enrique hasn't really done much wrong to be honest. Like this, I think he he hasn't like this Spanish team has been good. Like I think Aymeric Laporte, I didn't expect him to gel in so seeming seamlessly, you know, into a team that he's never into a nation that he doesn't even speak, you know, that meme. Um, uh, that I don't speak Spanish one. The dude singing, but I don't speak Spanish. I don't remember. But yeah. Uh, that, okay, no. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. I might try to, yeah, never mind. But yeah. I um but he doesn't even speak Spanish. But so I think uh this team has it's not been as bad as it seems, agreed. Uh, but it there are problems, right? Just as oh, there yeah. are problems with other teams. Like which team do you think, after the round of sixteen, after the group stage, has like you have seen more problems than you would have expected? Like which team seems to have more holes? Oh, dude, holes.
2: Spain is a great is a great shot for this. Who? And honestly, I don't expect them to get past creation, To be completely honest, Spain is it. Yeah, but like um, Germany probably has the most holes. And they just cover it up with very good attacking football.
0: Yeah. Also, with Germany in that Portugal game, you have the benefit of having two own goals, which is not like a. I understand they played very dominantly, but it's pretty extreme circumstance nonetheless. So, yeah, they're they've been able to make up for this quite a bit.
2: And also, speaking of uh, Luis Enrique as a as a good coach, we must say that the Portuguese coach Fernando Santos
1: outdid himself on the Germany game. My God, God was he stupid! I was was so annoyed in that game. I was watching it with some of my cousins, right? And I pointed one thing out. I don't know if you realize as well, but all of the attacks were coming from the left hand side. Every single attack was coming from Germany's left, Portugal's right, right? And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I said this before the game. If Portugal have a weakness, it's their right back, right? It, yeah. it, it's common. So,
2: you know, thing, it's, it's not the right back. It's the manager, dude. Because Portugal were defending with a back four. Yeah. Germany we were attacking with a front five, exactly. right? Because Kimmich yeah. yeah. dropped yeah. in from the right, goes in from the left. Exactly. Fernando Santos did fuck all to fix that. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, was, I was sitting yeah. there and I'm like, you have to shift back to a back three. Like that's the only way you can combat this. There's you can't expect a Nelson Samedo to to deal with two attacking players at the same time. It's impossible. Right. It, I agree with you. It was and even keeping Diego Jota out there for so long, he oh yeah. approaches that game. Like it was. Why do you keep him out for so long? It just yeah. I all the praise that I gave him before that game, like for a while, like. I just went like, oh, this is why do I always have to experience teams that I support have this terrible in-game management. And why couldn't Gerard Moreno mess up the penalty against us? It is, oh, bro, like, come on. It's just, if he has to hit the pole, why is he hitting it against like whatever team he messed up against? Right? He should have messed it up against us. We would have won the Europa League. It would have been happy. I was, yeah, never mind. That's just, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah I agree no, I think, I think uh, that, yeah he I understand is definitely,
0: able... um, he's definitely running on the fumes of the 2016 title at this point
2: No, and like I get I get the defensive mentality, right That all makes sense, especially when you've been coaching Portugal for a while now and they haven't had this kind of talent since like a couple of years ago. yeah right So I, I understand the, the defensive mentality. But, like, you can also be a little pragmatic, right? Because in, that, yeah. in the, the, the Germany game, if he'd played uh, two out-and-out out wingers, so Jota and Rafa, maybe, then Germany couldn't have been backing with the fullbacks that much, right? Because they'd have to defend. So, like, a little adjustment would have saved you the game. But he doesn't think of these things. And I can't understand why they're so they're happy to have this guy when you have Ronaldo on the other end, and he's playing the tournament of his life, right? Yeah. Just tied the most goals internationally. And he scored, what, five and six games, in three games? Something like that? Yeah. Wild. I mean, Archit, I know how much you love him. You must be excited.
0: Yeah. No, I saw the thing where he's tied with Ali Dai. And that's what made me really happy. Because that guy's had the uh, international, like, record for the longest time now and I don't know I don't think any I, I think most casual soccer fans have no idea who he is so mm-hmm. yeah seeing him finally get there was really impressive
2: and the ghost too man he's on fire I agree I <laughs> no
0: dude the, the France game was electric as well
1: it was you know all these Instagram kids are gonna go like oh he's just scores penalties who cares who cares and you know I have started realizing one of the things I hate about like some people is when they go like if you score a penalty, I you don't rate the player. I, it makes no sense to me, right? I'm thinking, yeah. right, what is he supposed to do? If he gets a penalty, what is the dude supposed to do? Miss it? Why? So that some teenage kids start rating him. It, it just if if Cristiano misses his penalties, right? Even one. The same people who say, oh, he's not good enough because he's uh, just scoring penalties will say, oh, he's so bad, he can't even score a
3: penalty. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and there's
2: annoying. more to this, too. Because, like, I've been thinking about this, see? Scoring penalties has always been a skill that some players have, right? But back in the day, they used to say, like, wow, if you can score penalties, you have really strong mentality. And you're, like, very good player. Yeah. And scoring a penalty is something that like, makes you better, you know, in the eyes of people. Now, when did this narrative flip? Because it flipped recently and it was because of Ronaldo and Messi. And why did it flip? Because Messi misses so many penalties. Messi is not a good penalty taker. So instead of like praising Ronaldo for doing it, people started reverting the logic and saying, oh, Ronaldo can only score penalties. Because Messi misses them, and he's not good at it. And he lacks that skill. So I think we should revisit the way we talk about penalties.
3: No, people
0: use it to try to like deflate the hype of players that they think are overrated. I remember with Harry Kane and his like World Cup Golden Boot, I remember like, oh, we had so many penalties on the way to it. Is Harry Kane supposed to miss? Imagine what a, the entire country of England would crucify him if he did. So, like, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. They do the same thing to Ronaldo. They do it to Fernandez too. It's pretty obvious. I, I feel like that's where you guys are leading with that anyway.
1: I was actually no. gonna lead it to Fernandez and the fact that he got dropped against France and what you'll think about that. But yeah, good, good, good catch, Ashwin.
0: I figured, like you guys are hyping, like and emphasizing the importance of penalties. You guys have to be leading somewhere.
1: <laughs> no, no, But I, I'm
2: also like, I'm thinking about Pelé. Right? Pelé yeah. was an incredible penalty taker. Nobody could take penalties like him, but we undervalued that legacy. Although. Uh, I will say that uh, Bruno being the being such a prolific penalty take, penalty score, certainly uh, helps here. Yeah, I, I
1: it just, yeah, I, I, the penalty conversation, I feel like uh, it's just, it's just pointless at this point. Like, it, it, I just don't get it. And I just don't rate people anymore who say that penalties should not be like worth it. I just don't get it. Because, like, imagine, like, if I'm in front of that goal, Right. Okay, sure, I have the technique, I have the ability, I, have, I can have the power, I have everything. But more important than any of that is my head. Do I have the cool yeah. for it? I, I, the one penalty that comes to my mind every time I think of the importance and difficulty of penalties is the Rashford one against PSG. Do you yes. remember that? Yeah. He had to wait for like what, two two 2.5 minutes? He's just standing there for one of the greatest like moments of his like professional career. right? He's just standing there Imagine the nerves. Imagine, how are you supposed to take it like, oh, let like, it just, yeah. I, he was kicking against Buffon. Exactly, exactly. One of the greatest keepers of all time. And I just, yeah, I, I, I have, I'm a huge, uh, I'm against all of that. I think uh, even uh, in our current generation, people's obsession with stats, like I, I agree stats are important. But when people say stats, they only mean two stats. I mean, goals and assists, that does not define a player, right? Stats are very important. I completely agree, but just a goal and an assist. Like if Paul Scholes was playing in this era, people would call him Granite Jaka. I'm not even kidding. Like I genuinely believe that if Paul Scholes or even even if I'm being very honest, even if Xavi and Iniesta were playing like in this year, this is when they started. No one would rate them. It just not no one. People okay. who actually know football would. But um, yeah, I, I this the idea of goals and assists defining a player is another thing. I think that again, Messi and Ronaldo have a lot to do with that as well.
0: No, I they definitely cause that. Because in a winger, if you put up Neymar level stats, in like prior to like two thousand five or two thousand seven, like just before then, any year before that, you put up like Neymar level stats. People think you're the greatest ever. If you put up Lewandowski stats, you'd be one of the best ever. Harry Kane's numbers, you'd be among the best. There's no question about it. It's only Ronaldo who scored, and Ronaldo and Messi who scored 50 goals from the wing that have really shifted people's perspective. I remember um, there's some recap on uh, Hazard's like just history of Chelsea goal scoring like year by year. And all the Twitter comments were like, oh, he only has 100 goals in however many years through Chelsea. And so I think people ignore the fact that soccer is still like an eye test sport. And like anybody who watches Eden Hazard at Chelsea would know how good of a player he was. Yes,
2: that was very well said. I like that. Soccer is a night test sport. I like that. No, yeah,
0: because okay, with other sports, right? With, so the last World Series with the Tampa Bay, they lost because their pitcher. I mean, like the coach pulled him out, even though he's playing really well, because the analytics usually say that you start resting your pitcher after that inning, right? And the Tampa Bay Rays have the lowest salary, and that'll be their like. The most small market, one of the most small market franchises, they use like stat- statistical analytics to get to the World Series. So he pulls them out due to analytics, and everybody's response was like, if you watch a pitcher perform well for a World Series game, are you really going to pull them out because previously like, spreadsheets told you to do so? Right. but That works in baseball. With soccer, it's such an open sport, they can't really do that. No, do soccer you
2: know? statistics don't really function in soccer the way they do for American sports. Yeah, soccer is so much more abstract. Yeah, you can't measure oh, yeah. um, offensive efficiency in soccer. None of that oh, stuff yeah. with percentages works because there's so many variables, right? It's 11 yeah. players against 11 players and they go into each other's halves and they're always touching each other. Well, that sounded wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're always, there's physical contact, let's say like that. And yeah, so statistics don't work for soccer. It's a more of a thinking game.
0: Yeah, and also there's so much less rigidity to it because the NBA, it's possession, you score, then another possession, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. With soccer, it's just, you know, the ball goes back and forth.
1: So I like summer, the weather, but winter, the clothing. It's kind of lit like that. It's not really in winter, but you get my point.
0: Yeah, okay, makes know. sense. <laughs> All right, back to the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, sorry about that lads. <laughs> uh, you know we didn't uh, we, touched, we touched upon it right um, but we didn't fully uh, talk about it because of Wales of course it's fails, it's always whales. Uh, but Hungary, right the love hate, okay, not really love more hate. Uh, towards <laughs> like everything that's revolved around <laughs> uh, homophobia, right? I think I mean, great you you snatched some points from three teams above you, um, but I I got really annoyed. Okay, see I mean, hungry fans, right? Why bring homophobia into the sport? Why bring homophobia? You come here to support your country, right? Why do you need to say the things they said, right? It, it just, and I mean, it's just the very nature. Can I can I go on like a, a slight monologue of like a few minutes, yeah. couple minutes, maybe not less than that, less than that. It's not exactly about football. It's a li- little bit more than that as well. I uh, I've come to realize that there's like a, an inherent problem in human beings, um, and it just really, uh, annoys me like throughout my life. I've seen my father, I've seen my family, like try to bring about change. My father's his own NGO. And, um, and I've always like been in this sheltered life kind of, right. So I've seen him do good things, right. I've seen, I have been given the best of things by my father and I've always had to live a luxurious, like I've never but over the last, I would say like two, three years, you know, I've become more exposed to the world. Now that I've gone to New York, I've started, I've becoming literally out. I'm really going out in the world and I'm reading more everything that's happening across the world. I used to read news, like the Israel Palestine race fight, the idea of yeah. Israel wanting to literally just, it's just humans need that power. Humans want control. Humans have their own biased in like discriminatory, uh, ideologies, right? Hungary. You see what's happening in terms of people having their own weird ideologies and not caring about human lives, Brazil. Uh, And then you think about how military is fighting against the government causing harm to the very people they want to rule over. You see Myanmar, Mm -hmm. Ethiopia, people are dying from starvation while countries like the United States only care about building more and more and more and more of arms not helping people, are people can't afford healthcare in the United States. People can't afford healthcare anywhere. People yeah. are dying in India, whereas funds that are needed to go towards oxygen are going towards the president or the prime minister, making a home for himself. He's using tax money to make a home for himself. When people in India, millions of people in India are dying. I just don't understand it when you see so much tragedy around you when you know you're causing that tragedy right when you when when you know that okay that person is a human i am a human we are all humans right we are all the same inside we're all the same people why why would you discriminate why would you let power and control take the better of you it just i i don't have an answer i, I don't have an answer to how that can be solved i don't it just i feel like people need to think about it more I think that's the first step. In we yeah. cannot we cannot move forward if people don't even realize the first step to solving any solution is realizing there is a problem. Solving any yes. problem is realize realizing there's a problem. And uh I don't think enough people realize I personally didn't I didn't know for the last two years. I I barely understood the world. So like I had no idea. I, I would just still in my bubble. And I think that's and the reality is the people who are in power, people who have the privilege, like me, for example, right. I have the privilege. I have my father's, like the connections he has and everything. We are the ones who will be the last to realize it. Right. I will be the last to realize it, but we are the ones who can make actual change. I think we, the the more educated people who use social media, we, we need to make sure that sexism, racism, costism, and stuff like that, it it, could, it needs to get eradicated. And it can't get eradicated overnight. Everyone needs to realize that there is a problem. Talk about it, you know. Understand that we cannot let this move forward. The environment is dying. People are dying. People are, they don't have homes. And all some governments can care about is money and control. It just.
3: Yeah. And
0: it's, I think with, in regards to the hunger situation, as long as like, along with everything going on with Pride Month, it's hard to, I mean, it, when it comes to an educating an individual person, I think you also need to hold accountable, like, the governing bodies because we saw it happen with the UEFA. You know, they, they I think, with, uh, they want to light the uh, Alliance Arena, I think, rainbow, and then UEFA's like, no, we can't do that. We've, they probably something along the lines of we have sponsors, like, in different countries, whatnot. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's You have to hold these kind of governing bodies accountable as well. Because, like, I remember a couple months ago, everything's going on with the Super League. And then people are like, oh great, UEFA got control of the situation and is finding all the responsible clubs. And I think even at the time we're saying that like UEFA shouldn't be celebrated. You know, they're a pretty scummy like scummy group of
2: people as well. No, that's exactly right. And I like that what you said, Yashish, because it really it feels like we need more empathy nowadays with everything that's going on and the pandemic on top of it, right? So, So much death. And I feel like we the lives become numbers and we kind of forget that they're people too. And if we had a little more empathy, we'd find common ground, right?
1: I I completely agree. It just, yeah. I I don't think change can come overnight, like I said, but I think over over time we have to do our best to do something, you know? Yeah. No. Hopefully, hopefully, I, like, I think our generation, at least the people I speak to who are again, the more educated people who are like my age and all, I think they're starting to realize and I think NYU, the university, I don't want to big up them because they, they again do have some issues with themselves, but um, I think the students at NYU are quite um, understanding. They, they understand um, the yeah. problems and they aren't blind or ignorant towards this. I think a lot of, a lot of the people I've met, they actually want to do something. And I, I, I'm glad I've, I'm in an environment such as that. So it's, it's a, it, there is hope. There is hope. I, I will never lose hope. That's the thing. No, oh, At NYU,
2: everybody is very socially motivated, yes. you know? certainly more than in other universities in the US. And there is the feeling that we're impacting change in a way. Yeah. At least our generation as a whole, we talk about it much more than previous generations. Um, yeah. I actually went to a a protest this weekend here in Brazil uh, to campaign against or protest Bolsonaro and now uh, the law that they're passing in Congress to uh, end the demarcation of indigenous lands in Brazil. So basically that would mean indigenous people do not have land anymore and all the forests that is preserved because it's indigenous land can become Cattle farms, right? So yes, so we were all we went to the street this weekend, and dude, I kid you not, there must have been like one hundred and sixty thousand people on the street, and this is just in São Paulo. Okay, that is a lot of people, and it's people of our age, because we can go out now. And slowly, slowly, more because the vaccines are coming, but we can go out and we can impact change, we can have our voices heard, and I feel like our generation really has that chance now
1: yeah uh there's this uh so we yeah. Das is this um comedian uh Indian comedian, and he's oh, yeah brilliant. I, I think you all should check him out as well he he, he all of his stuff is in, in english uh, but he's he's brilliant uh, and in one of the um one of the comedy specials and Netflix specials he did and that he said the government, the Indian government, the thing that they're most scared of is the youth. So he basically starts by saying, I just want to start by saying, I not I want to say that thank you to the youth. The one thing that the most scared of is the youth. Uh, he said he cited like a protest that happened in the back and he, he says every like serious, he'll talk about all the serious situations in the world. Like he'll try to like, you know, use his platform to do something good and talk about things that should be told, spoken about, but he talks, he speaks about them in a very like fun way, witty way so that people will listen and understand, but it did the, the mood does not like fall. Like he just keeps it. Like he makes sure that everyone is like, everyone wants to listen. And he talks mm-hmm. about this and he goes like the government, the one thing they're most scared of is the youth, right? Our generation, because our generation won't think twice before going out on the streets and what can the government do, right? If you're out on the streets, revolting, that's the worst PR they can get. Like imagine people going on the streets and saying Modi sucks, right? And that's the worst PR that Modi can get. And there's no way to stop it because social media has become a huge thing. People are live on every single Instagram, everyone live. So even if you can buy all the news channels, you can't buy social media. So people like, so I think I agree with you. I think our generation is uh, brilliant, but I think we should go back to football now uh, (laughs) and uh, talk about, well young generation and the one team that we haven't spoken about yet england right i think uh, england has been a very um what's the word i think they've just been interesting like I, I don't know what to say like there are so many things that are wrong but at the same time there are so many things that are good and i just don't know like how i feel because i'm supporting england like because of rash because of like being a premier league supporter and i just know the team more and uh, no other reason to be honest yeah uh uh but i first what, what do you all think about uh england how have they performed so far i think the word you're
2: looking for is underwhelming maybe yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. they've
0: performed at the just enough benchmark i'd say
1: it's it's funny cuz like you know uh before before the game like everyone hyped up england before the tournament everyone hyped up england so much and this happens before every tournament before every tournament People are going like, oh, it's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> Football is coming home. And I mean, I I jump on the hype train every time. I mean, who doesn't want to see Grealish go up against and destroy every player in the world? Who doesn't want to see Harry Kane become the be the best, like, striker in the world? Like, it just, I think because Premier League is, like, one of the most widely, like, supported league, people just know, people just watch, like, these players more. Like, no one watches yeah. 0 immobile. Uh, but everyone watches Bukayo Saka right I mean Saka has been brilliant don't get me wrong but Chiro and Mobile they're the same player yeah does not get the same hype as any of the the English players why because he plays in the he spent his entire life in the city yeah Uh, and that's probably why it's always coming home but never does it's like oh I was gonna make a dad joke
2: (laughs) (laughs) home with with Southgate at the helm
0: no, I don't think so. I think this is about as talented as like a generation of English football can like be. I think there's only like, like I mean, I know it's not as you know, it doesn't shine as much. It's a little less, as it's a little more underwhelming than like previous years, like Gerrard or like Lampard. But this is still a very talented group of players. So if they can't get it done the way they are now, I don't see what else could change, like under Southgate for them to improve.
1: I think. Garrett Southgate, I'm not a big fan. I think I, last last time also I had said I'm I'm not a big fan. I think I think he's fine. Like he is again at the level of Solska. he is good enough to like make sure the team like. Okay, yeah, I I mean I'm just trying to be nice to him. Come on, let me be nice to him. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, that, that's that's really
0: warranting uh, apologies, to Norway, right there.
1: <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying. Yeah, social is better than Southgate. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's I agree.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: I think I, I he just Garrett Southgate has scammed his way. Okay, I should have okay. This could be a good quote. He has <laughs> scammed his way to convincing the world that he's actually a good manager after getting what I believe is the easiest draw in World Cup history that any team has gotten to its path to a finals. And he still didn't make the finals <laughs> like despite having the, the oh my god but yeah i think uh and even the, i think I, I think harry kane's like something's wrong with him like I, he is a like i love harry kane i don't know what's like do you have any like what do you think is what's up with him is there something wrong i love
0: you say it like like the way you're phrasing it and you're delivering it sounds like we personally know him and we'd be able to figure that out <laughs> He's like, hey, oh, what's up with him? What's wrong with him? Like,
1: let me call
2: Harry real quick. fine. Yeah, yeah. Let me just let me just email. I'll
1: call, I'll call. I'll call the other Harry. He is busy running away from the royal family.
2: Yeah, could it be a little bit of what you um, of what you were saying about Aaron Ramsey in Wales and the whole Nash equilibrium thing? Because I feel like, um, yes, these players are very good, uh, but. Aside from Harry Kane, who's really world-class? There's a lot of players with world-class potential on the squad. But I feel like... I maybe- want to
0: say, though, I
2: go ahead, go ahead.
0: I disagree with that argument and that, like, yes, OK, England isn't the most world-class roster. They're not, like, France or something. However, I don't know. With Harry Kane, like, you're saying England doesn't have more talent to work with than, like, Tottenham? Like, you think there's... Do you think there aren't like better players, to, like you know, given the no, ball, think, or, like, for him to like? Fran pass it. It. It? I think France is the opposite.
1: I think France yeah, is the opposite. Wait, no, I'm saying that like at Spurs he's know. he's a Ramsey, right? And in England, oh he's no, just no. A oh. no he's,
2: he's a Ramsey, at ball. No, oh, but like, it's no, my very... thing is… Like, Son. Son is world class. Yeah, Lovine, yeah. Oh, he's world class? The rest of the team, not so much. But like, there's two another yeah. two players there. There's no world-class players in England, so he naturally has to drop a little bit to try and fit in with the skills of these guys. Because he's not a selfish guy, right? And he wants to make the people around him better. But there's only so much he can make them better. You know what I'm saying?
1: I think I disagree. Yeah,
2: but
0: you're saying they aren't. You're saying they aren't world-class. You still have like Raheem Sterling, Jack Realish.
1: Oh, like you sure. still
0: have very good players. I don't think like I think that's an excuse for Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, oh. I, I feel like more than that. I think the style is I, I think Harry Kane is surely not playing up to his level. I think he is he is much better than what he's doing right now. But I can see there is like a different is it I feel like it's because of the difference in style between Spurs and England. He mm. he is supposed to be the target man for England, right? So for England, he doesn't need to come back into midfield, drop into midfield and do the things that he did at Spurs. But it's become a habit for him now. So what happened is that at Spurs, he gets the ball more often. He is, it's, it's a lot like I was going to, after this, I was going to go to Bruno, but it was, it's a lot like Bruno, Bruno at United, he gets the ball all the time. We know that Bruno is like makes very risky passes and he loses the ball very often, but because he gets the ball so many times in United, it ends up working. Whereas in Portugal, he's getting the ball much rarely. So he'll try the same risky things. It's like trying 100 things for United and succeeding in 15 of those. Whereas trying 10 things for Portugal because he only gets 10 opportunities and succeeds once. So I think yeah. that's why Bruno's not performing with Portugal. Whereas with in United, he's, one, he's considered as one of the best. And I think the same thing, but slightly different is happening with Harry Kane. Uh, and I think that he is doing things he's not supposed to because it's become a habit for him over the course of the season. He doesn't need to necessarily carry this team. I think he can he can just be the target man, the striker. Like he can just be that guy who just shoots, right? He doesn't need to become the playmaker because he has players like Jack Grealish, Phil Ford and Mason Mount, who I believe are far, very well equipped to be playmakers uh, considering he, he's played against he's played with the so and yeah harry wings so, i think i uh, i can see i can see a point though friend it just um i don't know i think i think jack Relish. i think mason mount like is very world class i think he is very much yeah. i i i think his last season guarantees him a spot as a world class player Again, I am not think he's one of the best in the world. Yeah, I, I still think he's world-class. But, like, he had a world-class...
0: I guarantees. Yeah,
1: like, he had a world-class season.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say guarantees.
2: Yeah, but he did He's not... It didn't guarantee him as a world-class talent, I
1: feel mm-hmm.
0: like. No, that's something that happens over the course of, like, multiple years. That's not like a... Yeah, you have one good season, you're world-class immediately.
1: I mean, yeah. Okay, also...
0: But even then, Mason Mount is still that player who had that season.
1: Uh... One last question about England. Where is Jaden Sancho, bro?
3: know, <laughs> He's
1: just
3: try.
0: He's just trying on menu kids in the dressing room.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's very close. He soon might be. Yes, uh, but so yeah, I, th- I think he is. Uh, missing th- it's just I don't see when you need a team like when you're not scoring enough goals and well all the issues that England has played 3 games scored 2 goals they had 3 shots on target before this <laughs> game so in the first 2 games they had 3 shots on target The, the this yeah. team the entire nation screamed, and still screams by the way it's coming home. Your team had three shots on target in the first two games. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Even Murata has more. So, I mean… <laughs> yeah, I… Yeah, I don't know what else to so,
0: say. So, like back to the start of this conversation then. Dude, does is not point to Southgate? Like, is this not who this falls on?
1: Probably. I mean, I think he's not doing the best, like, I don't think he's doing the best in terms of the player selection, nor is he doing like the best in terms of like, I, I think James Watt Prowse should have been in this team and Guerrero should be starting and I'll explain to you why. I would say James James Watt Prowse in the dead ball, dead ball situation is one of the best, one of the best, if not the best that England have, right? Mm-hmm. Calvin Phillips has been brilliant. Like he has been really good. I agree to that. But I think if you put James Ward-Prowse in, he brings a different dimension, right? With the amount of fouls that Grealish wins, right? You can just exploit that. Like England haven't scored a set-piece goal in the last five games. Because they don't have a good deliver. Like they don't have someone who can deliver the ball very well. And James Ward-Prowse would have added that different dimension when they can't score from open play. Like they have been struggling over the last few, last three games. If you have a James or Prowse, because Trent got injured, right? Because he would have been the guy if it wasn't the case. So yeah, I think uh, Gareth Southgate, player selection, even management to a certain extent, like his systems, Germany is going to be huge test. It's going to be like like Italy, England still did face... quite an easy group like I don't think they're still tripping. like Croatia was subpar in that game against England like they started coming alive in the next couple of games they won't they won't themselves so I don't know I think they're gonna get destroyed we should probably
0: do a so with that in mind predictions right yeah yeah,
3: yeah. Wait,
1: let so me- for you just go in order wait I yes there you go yeah can you see it I perfect not oh, yet yeah. Oh no. okay. All right, so we can go from uh, left Wait.
0: To um, you should, you should have like,
1: Oh, I don't have that thing. No.
0: Yeah. Sure. Like to draw it on at least. Oh yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I'm doing that. And then we can save the, yeah. save the predictions at the end of the
1: day. Uh, right, wait, how do I, uh, draw? I'll just make like an arrow. I'll just make like whoever goes on. I'll just like draw. Cool. Yes.
3: All yeah. Right.
2: Let's That's, start on
1: um, the weak side. Okay, so Sweden versus Ukraine. What do you think? Uh,
0: like, probably Sweden.
1: I agree.
2: I feel like Sweden can play a a very tight game and just don't let Ukraine score. And then I feel yeah. like they go.
1: Yo, what the hell just happened? Undo. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be very Sweden. Tight- it's going to be very bad drawing, guys. Oh, wait. I can use my fingers. Wait. Let's go. I still miss. Okay. But I agree with that. I think it's going to be Sweden as well. I, I think uh, Sweden have um, more dynamism than Ukraine does. Agree. Okay. Okay. England versus Germany. This is a very interesting one. I, I think,
0: think I- I'm saying
1: Germany. What about you, Fran? i going to I feel yeah, I like
2: Southgate's not going to be able to cope with the with the
1: five-man
2: beast in attack. they are just going to
3: snake. The
1: thing is, yes. if Eng- if Southgate just messes up and decides for some reason to go with the back four, that's the end of England. Like, it, yeah, he, he has to go with the back five, back three. <laughs> but uh, if he just that's the first step, he needs to like not get demolished. So it's gonna be interesting. Let's see. Uh, Netherlands versus the Czech Republic. This is the one that I called out for a potential, uh, uh, upset. Potential yes, um, I don't think it happens here. That's right. I, I, I think I, yeah, uh, even though this could be a potential upset, I still. I think I would vote for Netherlands. I'd back Memphis Depay to carry... Okay, okay. To bring it home. <laughs> I'm going with Netherlands too. And
2: exactly yeah. for the same reason. I want Memphis to, to do well in this tournament.
1: Yeah, I agree. I really like the dude. No,
0: he's a great dude. Uh, yes, another Netherlands
3: on... I
1: think on. This... Um, I... Wait, what? Wait, are both of you lagging for me? Or is just one of you lagging? Oh
2: it's just archit i think or okay,
1: at least yes a- him. Yeah, hi guys uh welcome back to another zoom technical difficulty show today the person <laughs> facing the technical difficulties is already so archit are you ready <laughs> uh, Wait, how did we never how have i never cracked that before how have i never said archit are you ready before oh my god do you get it, Fran? His surname is ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, how do you, how do you not Archit, um, we cannot, let me put it in the chat. Maybe he can see it. Uh, yeah. Should we uh, continue? Yeah, I feel like let's
2: carry on for a little bit.
1: Oh, he's dropped. Sorry, guys. Okay. We have lost Archit. Uh, let's uh, let's keep on going
2: until he comes back.
1: All right, Wales versus Denmark. Now this, I think, is going to be the most interesting of the. Like, I think this and the Belgium Portugal are the two most evenly matched. Like, Ooh, yes, like, games. I- I'm so hyped for Belgium. We'll do the last. So we'll go like in a U.
2: Okay, nice. I like that.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Wales versus Denmark. What do you think?
2: Okay, I'm gonna shout out a friend of mine who says Wales is actually taking this thing home. Um he's the same friend who did the Liverpool Liverpool uh fans voice. You remember that? Long oh, time yes. Ago.
1: yes, yes, yes. I am he, a man's back. I'm I'm gonna go I'm with back.
2: I'm gonna go with uh with Kyle's prediction and say Wales wins this one.
1: Wales. welcome back. Wales. Wales? Oh I'm everybody. back. Wait, so was it, just, was it just me that got kicked out? Yeah, it was just you. Oh,
3: okay. All right, Wales.
1: Uh, I would actually call, I would, I would back. Oh my God. I just remembered Christian Eriksson. I was so devastated. I was so done. Like I was so scared I, when that, oh my God. I, okay. We let's no negative thoughts. I'm glad he's all good now.
3: Yeah. I'm glad as well. All
1: right. This is the first one we have from the insights. So it's going to look weird. <laughs> 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 okay, I, I would back Denmark though. So I, I let's just have that's the first like non-unanimous one. Uh this is the first non-unanimous vote. And I'm the one who said Denmark, I'll be the winner. We will remember this. Okay, I'll I'll remember this. Okay, next is Croatia versus Spain. Now this was a potential upset. Both of you all uh, I think friend was it both of you or just friend? I mean someone said, but yeah. I, I think Croatia can beat
2: Spain. I feel like Croatia will beat Spain. And then they'll have the rematch of the World Cup World final. in The quarters. Yeah,
0: I think so as well. But I feel like I should be safe here. All right, I'll say Croatia anyway. If I had money on it, then I'd be safe. But I'll, I'll ask Croatia.
1: Oh, um, I'm going against y'all again. I think uh, Spain <laughs> takes it. I think Spain takes it. But uh, because of majority vote, it's Croatia. Um, next up is... I think this is the obvious one, right? I think... Uh, Yes, yeah, Switzerland. Is Switzerland. anyone against is anyone against this?
3: <laughs> no, it's
1: France. It's France. Yeah. Yeah. Da-da. Italy versus Austria. What do you all think? Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I think, yeah nothing wants to say. Oh, this is the one now. This is the one. Belgium versus Portugal. I would say this is the most difficult one to predict. Right? It's easily the most difficult one to predict. But yeah, go ahead. What do you all think?
0: I'm going Portugal.
3: <laughs> See,
2: hasn't been playing up to up to what they can play. However, we were talking about a world class striker ten minutes ago. There's
3: another <laughs> one here, and
2: Lukaku has been on a tear. My God, this guy is so good. Like he can carry this team sometimes. It's wild. And yeah. Can Pepe hold him off? Can Ruben Diaz? I don't know. I feel like this could be a, like a, a 3-2 game. Yep. High just, I, I, but I'm not going to go against uh, against my brother who is who's born in Portugal. I'm going to say Portugal goes through.
1: I agree. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for sure because both defences have been shaky. Portugal, for all the talk about them being a defensive team, has conceded the most goals out of anyone in that group. They conceded like seven goals. Yeah. So, um, the defence has been shaky. Com- I, I completely agree with that. But I think Belgium's defence is shakier than Portugal's defence. right? And I think Portugal's oh, attack are pretty much on par. Like Because Cristiano is another guy who is having a tear of the tournament. Like a brilliant tournament. Whereas mm-hmm. Lukaku is the other guy. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's really gonna hurt watching one of these teams like get out. But I think it's Portugal. I think Portugal goes through.
0: Uh, also, just for uh, the amusement of all of our viewers, do yourself a favor and look up the Romelu Lukaku Vogue cover. I just think it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yes, that was a that was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty. Oh my god. Um. So now, let's go on to oh, you again because the le- left one is far more interesting to keep for the last.
2: Wait, yeah, just, just one thing real quick. Lukaku is a beautiful man. He yes.
1: is I yeah, agree. I definitely. Agree. I, yeah, he is uh, certainly a beautiful man. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, next up is Germany versus Sweden. Ah, easy, right? I think, I think, like mm, I said earlier, Germany wins this. I think they go through like, yeah, without hiccups. But yeah, yeah I agree. let's go with Germany reaching. Yes. All right, cool. Next is Netherlands versus Wales. This would be more interesting than people think. This is going to be more interesting than people think. I
0: think so so as well. I just think Netherlands is a far more balanced team. So I don't see the opposite happening here.
1: Hmm.
2: I could see, I could see Netherlands crumbling under the pressure
1: though. I agree. I think I love Netherlands, right? But I feel like something's, Uh, This Wales team, it manages to creep in like results somehow. It just manages it. It's just something up to this team. Like I, this is a daring one, but I think this is the place where I don't go easy. Like I think Wales goes through despite of me predicting that Denmark wins. So this is the weird part, right? If Denmark would have gone through, I would have expected Netherlands to win. But because Wales is the one that we decided going through, I think Wales goes through. It's the weirdest yeah, and, prediction ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, see with Wales, also I think like I don't know, last Euros they had their star winger, you know, perform. I think we'll see another good thing from him again. You know, Dan James, obviously. Right. Okay. And so yeah, I wouldn't. I think I'm gonna. I'm seeing Netherlands of sticking to it, but I think this is the most likely upset.
2: Wait. So I have the the deciding vote. Yes. Yeah, you do. Oh, God, that's so much pressure. I'm gonna. Okay, my heart. It's following my friend and I want to say Wales,
1: but I can't. I'm going
2: to go with Netherlands.
1: Yeah, so, I think you can't. I think I, this is my only like, this is going to be my only bold prediction. After this, I'm going easy. Every single time. Just so you know, Croatia. Oh, we predict. Oh yeah. Croatia versus France. Oh, rematch. Are we going to see another 4-1 though? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it
0: could be worse than a 4-1 this year. This isn't the same Croatia
3: team.
1: Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, here's the thing, right? I'm gonna keep saying France. It just, it just won't. Yeah. Go. I'm gonna keep saying France. I, I, don't, I how much ever I want to predict against, like bet against France. I just can't. This team is too good. <laughs> like Pogba is a different human being. Uh, team... Oh, he's frozen oh, again. Man. <laughs> so,
3: oh,
1: oh man i'm trying to make out what he's saying italy. he said duble he said duble duble <laughs> <it? laughs> he said duble oh in the chat someone said
0: italy <laughs> portugal
1: italy portugal Wait, what oh he, reached, he he's kind of he, he's not lagging he's going into the future <laughs> <laughs> apologies <laughs> to our home viewers yeah. So, this is, this Time travel is real, lads. Oh uh, but now we should wait for Italy Portugal. We shouldn't uh, jump. We can we can give our predictions and wait for him.
2: Dude, this game might cause some uh, some some trouble here at home. Oh uh, yeah. Like, well, cause like part of my family is Italian, right? Yeah. And then my brother was born in Portugal. I can't. Oh my God, this is a hard one. Because I'm rooting for Italy, kind of. I'm going to say Portugal.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, if both of us are in Portugal, we'll have to go with Portugal, even if he says Italy. But yeah, I'm going with Portugal as well. It just, for me though, right, I've been saying this for a while. Portugal are the only team. Oh, it's back. I think they're the only team that can actually beat France. Out of mm-hmm. all the teams that are there, like, I see over here. Yeah, Portugal's the only one I think can beat France. Mm-hmm. Hi, sir. Welcome back. I'm back again. <laughs> okay. Uh, we. Right, were... Okay. Yeah, Portugal versus France. Uh, Portugal versus Italy. What do you think? I mean, we both said Portugal, but do you have an opposing view? You know.
0: You know. I'm biased.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean fair, fair enough. Is he frozen? Yeah, again? I don't know what's
0: happening during the internet, man. It's killing me.
1: Oh my god. It's fine. We're gonna be done in a couple of minutes. It's all right. Last semi-finals and finals, and then we're done. All right. Portugal versus France. Okay, no, let's go with the easy yeah, Germany, versus Netherlands. Germany versus Netherlands. I think
3: Netherlands. Ooh. Ooh.
0: In- I, I really think so. I, this is where, I think this is what we're Germany would could collapse right here.
1: Ah. Oh, can I just can we just acknowledge the fact that based on our predictions, three teams in the semifinals are from the same group? Yes, <laughs> it's crazy how strong that group was. It's mad. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ! Oh, and I'm oh. gonna
2: say Germany beats Netherlands, and we're actually gonna have a rematch from the first group in the finals.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think Germany takes it. I mean, I did predict Netherlands losing to the Wales, losing to Wales. So I think I should be predicting Netherlands losing to Germany. And <laughs> that's fair. That's the first team in the finals. This is the match.
0: Look, is the weirdest sport, man. Yes.
1: It is. I mean, I did predict Wales to lose to Denmark, but then I thought Wales would win against their next team. So I think it is. It's a. It's the weirdest sport ever. I agree. Yeah. It, it is the
3: weirdest
1: sport ever. Uh, but yeah, Portugal versus France. This is gonna be a very interesting game. I think so. I
0: think France continues. France rolls on.
1: Yeah, Fran. Fran does think, France roll on. <laughs> I
2: actually think Portugal wins this. Oh and I think it was, yeah, I, I think it was very savvy not to lose the game in the group stage to France because France now they still have the mentality that they can't beat Portugal, you know.
1: Yeah,
3: it's
2: true.
1: Yeah. and I think Portugal just just gets it. I get it, I get it. okay. Uh I know that Portugal versus France is a very important prediction, but I think we need to talk about something even more important. There was this brilliant <laughs> display of yeah. volleyball in the middle of a football game. And uh Archid, what do you think of that brilliant spike by a certain someone?
0: I think that's the most unfortunate, but also I think it's not unfortunate to the point. I still think it's it's still in his control enough that it's still his fault, and I can still find it funny. You know, I don't have to feel bad for him oh because it goes up, right? It rocks off the post, comes up, and he sees it coming up and coming down, and so it's his decision to jump and then push it inward, right? Like, is it not? <laughs> yeah,
2: It's completely his fault. And, like, the guy had saved a penalty, right? you got to feel bad for him. He was on his way for a career game against Spain in the (laughs) Euros, and then he just scores the most stupid home goal.
1: Oh, my God. It's the definition. The poor guy. Oh, my God. Think
0: about the rollercoaster emotion. The poor guy, you know, he saves a penalty, right? Looks like a hero for his country. Mm -hmm. He sees a ball off the post, he's like, damn lucky, right? That shot didn't go in. He says it coming down. He goes, okay, I have an easy clearance here. He messes it up, and then he has to go and play for Newcastle. <laughs> That's oh, terrible.
1: <laughs> Why did we have to make fun of Newcastle over that? <laughs> That's brutal. I feel so bad for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, I think was, I felt so bad for him as well. But it was just funny. I was, I was, I died laughing. Because okay, the thing is, it was entirely his mistakes. So I don't feel necessarily that bad for him. So I, I'm kind of happy. I, I, was funny. It was a good moment. I just died laughing. Uh, anyways, back to the big teams, France and Portugal. What, you what have do you to
2: think? decide votes. What? what? You have. I feel like you have to decide vote in on this one.
1: Yeah, said I guys.
0: said France. Said yeah, you know what? I still want to stick to my guns. I'm going to say Portugal, nonetheless.
1: Uh, there we go. Oh, so Portugal? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I like I said, I'm going to say France every time. I think France are just the the, the top tier team of the tournament. But like I said again, right? This is probably the only like like game where I think this is the only like Portugal is the only team I believe that can beat France. Like I think they are the yeah. only one that have the players, the team, and the setup to beat a team like France. Uh, by players, I mean Cristiano. Uh, so I think it's it's um, yeah. Yeah, and enough. also like,
0: look, France is really good, but they also drew against each other once. And I don't know. I yeah. see Portugal having more upside in that game.
1: In the last uh, three times, in the last year, Portugal and France have met three times, in which there have been two draws. And one one nil win for France from an N'Golo Kanté long range shot. Uh, of course, it was Engolo Kanté. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so I think um, I agree. Portugal are a very 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 difficult team to beat, especially if you're France. So I'm. I mean, see, I'm still gonna say France because I just don't see France losing. In, like, but the team that could possibly beat France is Portugal. Yes, yeah, I'll also
0: say though. Yeah, Portugal is a team that is very prone to, like, not an upset, but just, like, kind of just stagnating in important moments. So I think that's where a team like Italy would have the chance to get the jump on them.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Italy is actually a good shot to play against France. I don't think they'd beat them, but Italy would make it so confusing for that midfield three for France. Yeah. That they might have a chance there, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So who's our final? Portugal versus Germany. Yeah. Wait, so is it just going to be 4-2 again? Is that what we're saying?
1: (laughs) No, I think this is the redemption journey. I think uh, Fernando Santos actually loans and does something. I think
0: Rubio comes in there either with like pure or just like pure general. general, I don't know.
1: But yeah, I think... um, I say Portugal wins the Euros again. I...
2: I think Germany beats Portugal. And, I'm, and I think that this would be the worst thing to happen to German football. Germany winning the Euros when they need to be rebuilding the squad. But actually, they win it with this, like, mission match bunch, right?
3: Wait, that-
0: I just I disagree. I, I don't think that's, like, a I, I get your idea of, like, prioritizing the long term, but I still don't buy into that logic. If you win a trophy, it's still good for the squad's entire, like the entire team's development and whatnot. Like it only helps them transition. I mean, it it only helps them transition hide to the younger team. For
2: sure, for sure. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't think this team is the final form, right? This is an in-between generation. It's the yeah. next uh, place that they need to be worried about.
0: Yours is what I'm gonna say. If the players shepherding you to that next generation are good enough to win a title in the transition, I think your next generation is nonetheless set up really well.
2: Ah, but here's the thing. I think it's going to stall the next generation. I, I mean, I think- know it
0: happened with the... I know why you're saying that, because it kind of happened to them after the World Cup. But, yeah. like, I think their best players are still getting younger. Like, that, that fact doesn't change. And, like, the same... Yeah, they might have a slow period, like, where after the World's Cup, you know, Boateng and, like, Hummels, all these guys started getting dropped and whatnot. But, I don't know, this team is still, like, a lot younger, so I don't think they'll have the same issue for a
3: bit.
2: No, I think it's a good point. But, like, I'm referring, I refer it always back to, like, the the 2006 World Cup. Because after the World Cup, Germany needed two cycles to get back to the world stage, right? This is the middle, this is the end of the first cycle. They need a second one to really hit it. And I feel like this might stall the development of that second cycle.
0: But see, I think that logic is really abstract. If they win the Euros, they won the Euros. Like, I think that's it's only okay, good for German football. I'll,
1: I have a good analogy. So, I think um, United winning the Europa League under Jose Mourinho, that's very similar to Germany winning this Euros. It's like you won the trophy, right? But it's kind of like, okay, the future, I'm not sure if it's bright now, if that makes sense. Whereas if they would have won, like, with... Okay no that doesn't make sense though. It's... No you're with me Keep...
0: Yeah no well, I see Okay no here's the thing though with Manu with Manu right Manu won the Europa League that year right? And then I think people were like oh this is good we won a title we're on the path to something sure but I don't think anybody's I think only Manu fans can be so deluded to win the Europa League and then think oh like this is it we like we're back with the big boys again you know what I mean? And so I'm saying the same thing with Germany. It's different though, because the Euros is a pretty like, it's like the second most important competition national team can play. I don't think there's like, I don't think there's a need to be worried about like false hope.
1: Right, right. I think I get it. I think I understand both of y'all, but I don't necessarily agree with either. I think, I think Arshit is right. Like it's the winning the Euros, like at the end, right? Winning a trophy is going to make everyone happy. Fair. Right. But I can see where like, like where France coming from winning this trophy is going to hide some of the problems the German team has, and it's going to yeah. make everything seem like, Oh, it's all okay. Why were we worried? Right. Whereas there are still problems. You can win a trophy and not be a complete team. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. if you want to be like, like you want to be the complete team, you want to be the perfect team. So it, it, it is a possibility, right? Um, it's like, just cause sometimes trophies can bring that the, the feel good factor and just make people forget everything. Like, Oh, okay, like we never had issues.
0: So it's My one discontention with that is is that not like the point of national football? For Germany to come in, win this trophy ideally, and then go home and just have a parade about it. I think that's like the point at the end of the day. That's what like that's what the investment in national football is for.
2: Of course, of course. But I think it, it's comparable to when Spain won the, their second euro. Because that yeah. year was also a transitional year. And they just happened to play against very weak uh, European opposition in the Euros. Then what happened in the, in the next World Cup? They bombed out of the group stage, right? Because it hid all the flaws of the team, and they won. You know, but I agree.
0: that was a good team continuing to win just because they're good enough to always beat their competition. I think mean, this Germany would be doing something pretty like unexpected of this roster. I think.
2: No, but the second Euros, that was a transitional year. Everybody hailed it as, like, the Spain dominance going on, but they were changing the squad that year.
0: Yeah, but they still had a structure that in place that was good enough for them to, like, still win the Euros against the competition.
2: Yeah. Like, I but, think that
0: still speaks to, like, the strength core.
2: Right, but then it destroys Spain for the next World Cup. But that
0: I don't think that destroys them. I, I just think, like, that's just another trophy. I don't think that that hinders anybody's development.
2: Do you want to make a bet for like five years down the line?
0: I'm. I'd be very much willing. So if you're, So the bet is for the bet to even play in. It's contingent on Germany winning this. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Contingent on The I was,
0: I was so Germany has to win this first. Then we'll make a bet. Then five years, I'm saying Germany will only improve. And you'll say that you're saying they will crash and burn in five years, assuming exactly. they win the Euros. Exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right, I am with yeah, like What's 50 the, bucks. What are the stakes? Like, you're making the bet. What are the stakes? A man's pride? I will. Pride. Though, okay, since it's five years down the line, I like to believe we're all doing pretty well at
0: that point. Um, <laughs> whatever in our competition is going on, I'll, I'll buy. Fran either has to buy tickets to US game or I buy him tickets to a Brazil game. Hmm.
1: Okay, dear. I like that. That's what we look at this. So, okay. do I have to buy my own tickets? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, No problem, no problem. But yeah, I get it. It's a very. I think both of us have good arguments. I'm gonna be the diplomat, uh, the politician. (laughs) Uh, But but so so. so France says that uh, Portugal wins the Euros, right? No, I yeah. say Germany wins. Oh, you said Germany wins? Oh, yeah, but that's going to be a bad thing. And Archid says that Portugal win the Euros, correct? Yes. So, I'm the deciding voter. All the pressure on me and I don't even get free tickets. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Portugal gets redemption uh, against okay. uh, Germany for the 4-2 loss. I think uh, Cristiano is going to be a different animal in the finals this time. Because, you know, last finals, he didn't yeah. get to, like, That's actually good. win it, you know. He, yeah. he Of course, he won it over the course of the tournament. But that game, like, he's going to be a different man. But, yeah, I think… Um,
0: yeah, and then also with the very disappointing season Juventus has had, I really think Ronaldo's coming in here with the… Yeah. A, you know.
1: That's such a messy diagram. Oh, my God. Oh, so God. Not friendly. But, yeah yeah Portugal wins. Uh, so Ooh. yes, I think uh, that is it. Let's see how accurate our predictions are going to be. I think I think we've nailed this. I think we've actually nailed this.: Yeah, I agree I, I, yeah, think-, I think we put the right,
0: we have the right mix of like, okay, going by common logic and picking a favorite versus you know thinking a little critically and going for an underdog. We need like it's balanced.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I think we've we've done a really good job there. Um, but yeah, in front of us. What? Mantras?
0: No, no, nothing. I was I was making a
1: joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, we don't really have much time to talk about <laughs> much else. And it's three thirty AM over here. So I should probably sleep soon. Please. Uh, All
3: right. <laughs> But with
0: that case, good night, Yashish. Then I'll see you guys next week. Apologies to Norway for not yes. going further in this tournament.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel. I mean, they never entered the tournament. That's the
3: yeah
0: for not being in the tournament.
1: <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> but yeah, goodbye.
3: Lads.